Morning is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week joining Tom is Ellery Moore, former University of Kentucky football player as well as a professional NFL athlete. Ellery also was a UK Football Radio Network team member. And now I'm going to turn it over to Tom. Take it away. Well, Ellery, glad to have you. Oh, man, I'm glad to be on. It's been some years since I've been on the station with you, brother. I'm excited. It it is. I'm going to read my psalm, which I start off with. Uh, It's Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Psalm 23. So, Ellery, you and I uh, go back a long way. Um, you were when when I first got to know you, um, uh, I was you were training me uh, at the Hit Center here in Lexington, and that's been mm-hmm. several years ago. Yes, sir. And uh, I think uh, I was one of your star pupils. You never told Absolutely. me that. You never told me that, but. Uh, I, I believe I believe I was. I, it's just a known deal, you know. Absolutely. So you definitely became one of my best friends in the world. So well, me, ditto for you. And um, uh, we're going to talk about um, some of what's going on in society today. But but first of all, I want to get your uh, your your thoughts on. Uh, Let's talk about college football for a minute. Uh, you got all the conferences uh, talking like uh, they want to um, just play their their own conference players. It's going to hurt the smaller schools that depend on that revenue to go play in Ohio State or Kentucky or somebody like that. Uh, and it, it looks like the conferences are just kind of digging into their bunkers and uh, uh, it, it's it, it looks like it's all about money. And, and typically it is, Tom. Remember, we used to do a show together. Well, I was always say, follow the green. Yeah. If you follow the color green, right, if you follow that color, then you're going to get to the root of everything. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Where the dollars at, right? right where, exactly. where can they Where can they capitalize on the green? Where can they capitalize through all of the midst of everything that's going on through COVID-19, through anything that society is facing here in America right now, where can they capitalize the most at? 
You know, yeah. what conferences do they really need to focus on who's going to generate the most money anyway? Does anybody really want to see Kent State play Ohio State? Uh, maybe just the local people in Northeast Ohio do because their kids are at Kent State and didn't make it to Ohio State. But on a, a national level, they rather just see Ohio State play Michigan State. Yeah. You know, they rather see that. So that's the green. That's the money that they have to follow. Right. You got some background noise going on there. Is, is there <laughs> any way to turn uh, the background up here? Yeah. Um, Are you, you th- know what? I, I just, uh, I'm wondering what your thought is in terms of uh, are we even going to have a 10-game, um, like they're saying, a 10-game season? Do you think it'll happen? I don't believe. I'll, I'll tell you the story. We Here at my job here in uh, Ohio, I'm back up in northeast Ohio in my hometown. I work at a place called Vanderbilt. We do a fa- fantasy football league every year since I've been here. We discussed that we're not going to do it because we don't know what's going to happen and how consistent the season's going to be. Could you get five or six games in and then two or three teams have 15 to 20 cases of COVID in their building and now they can't play a football game? Right. Right. Or they can't travel because not only do they have 15 or 20 people with COVID-19, they also have to quarantine the rest of the team. Well, evidently, Clemson, uh, a month or so ago, they reported something like 40 or 50 uh, student-athletes with, with, uh, that tested positive, and uh, they're, all, they're all good now. Yep. I mean, you know, they're, they're all, they've all probably got the antibodies unless they had a false positive, you know, which right. you don't know if that's true or not, but, but evidently – uh, it, it's kind of like the flu going through, and 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 evidently none of them was symptomatic. Yeah, and and that's the scary thing about what they believe this virus can do. You know, being asymptomatic, having the ability to have this virus still function normally, not knowing what it may do to you down the road, not knowing that if it affects somebody around you, a, a mom, a grandmother a child who may have some ailments that it can attack and take advantage of and you don't even know it. Right. So how do you how do you let fans into the stadium at the tens of thousands of fans into a stadium knowing with the studies that they have now, are they real? Are they fake? Are they they hyped up? Are they are are we just so skeptical about believing people that we put in, in leadership roles because we've been let down so many times. Do we believe them? Do we not? Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Do we risk more lives just for the love of a game? It's one of those things, like, we just don't know. But eventually, we're just going to have to dig into it and just do it. And it could be catastrophic or it could be something like, okay, maybe we, we knew exactly what we thought it was and they didn't tell us the whole truth. Elizabeth had a really good analogy. Uh talking about you put your car on the road. Every time you do that, you take your life in your hands. 100%. You get, you know that, what, 40,000 people a year get killed driving, mm-hmm. and it is a calculated risk that you take. Right. And um, somehow 
it's like this particular thing is not is is not being allowed to be a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. It's not being allowed to you're not being allowed to take your own life in your hands the same way you do when you drive a car. Understood. And the thing about that is too, and I, and, and I totally understand that point and I agree with it to a certain degree, but remember though, there are laws and restrictions as a driver that you have to follow to make sure that you are as safe as possible while driving a vehicle, not to hurt yourself or others. True. You can't drink and drive. You have to wear a seatbelt. You have to do the speed limit. You have to stop at a stop sign or a stoplight, right? You have to caution on a yellow light, right? So on the flip side of that, yes, when I walk out the door, I take a risk. I can be struck by lightning. I can be hit by a car, a bus. I can get on a plane and the plane will crash. I can get into the ocean and the shark will attack me and kill me. All of those things, 100% are calculated risks that we take every day because the way we believe, we know on God's plan, we don't know the day we're coming home. Yeah. A doctor can say, son, you have cancer, you got six months to live, and I'll live another five years because the Lord is saving and feel like it was time for me to come home. <laughs> we know that. But but what what I am... I don't like wearing a mask, right? So don't get me wrong, but I'm a fan of it if it's going to help. That's it. Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? I, do I got to walk in the, in the heat from car to car and try to have customers understand what I'm saying to them? It's an inconvenience 100%. But if a medical expert told me that it gives us an opportunity to keep people healthy, I'm okay with trying that. Just like if you, uh, like somebody who engineers cars and does crash tests with the crash dummies that we used to see on every commercial on TV, and they tell me wearing a seatbelt is going to save your life more often than not, I'm going to put on my seatbelt, and when my kids and my wife get in the car, they're going to put on theirs. Yeah. All Only right. because it gives us an opportunity. Okay. I didn't, we, you know what? We got more to talk about than masks. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was bigger than math. That's just the big yeah. story now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about the upheaval that's been going on in society. Um, I know you've done uh a video with some friends of yours that's mm-hmm. that's up on YouTube. It's called Needed Conversations. You can look at that uh and and, and pull that up if you wanna see on there. Um this is a a wound uh, that's been seething for a long time. Uh, I've seen it with friends of mine who are African American, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know that anybody's got really any definitive answers to it, um, but. It's a problem that's there, and um, there's been a reaction. And it typically centers around um, having to do with the police and the treatment of of, uh, somebody, usually a male, usually a black male. Mm -hmm. You can just, in the case of in Louisville, it's a black female. But... um, 
my thought is that um, you got to one, one of the best ways to begin to deal with it is to talk about it. And Absolutely. You started talking about it in your uh, video, um, and I want to talk about it a little more. Um, yeah, we started that conversation. Um, a friend of mine named Ryan came to me and said, hey, Ellery, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a white male. We went to high school together. Um, he has He's a real estate agent, and he has a video team where they go out and produce videos for different smaller companies. And he said, Ellery, I don't know what I can do for the movement. I don't know what I can do to help, to help a voice, to help start a conversation. He said, but I got a video production. I'll put you in front of a camera. Um, it'll be classy. It'll be produced properly. And um, and we'll put a message out there. And, and maybe we can get some dialogue going. And, not, and it was basically going to be in the Stark County community, Mass from Canton, different places like that. Um, so I reached out to Antonio Hall, who was a former University of Kentucky football player, all American there, all SEC tackle there, who can sing like an angel. Antonio yeah, Hall he's, he's a great and singer. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then Coach Nate Moore, who's the head coach of the Massa Tiger football team here in Ohio. And then a good friend of mine named Dante Stewart, who's an entrepreneur, um, self-made millionaire, um, who grew up underneath me and looked up to me as we grew up. Um, so I brought those gentlemen together just to start a conversation um, really just because I, the funny thing is, Tom, if you watch the video, I was learning as these three gentlemen were talking. Yeah. And I was embarrassed. Like after that video was done, I was embarrassed that I had, didn't have the type of knowledge that they had based on systematic racism, based on social injustices, based on educational injustices. I didn't have the same education but I call myself an advocate for not just black people, but people who are struggling in America. So I, I am now trying to educate myself even more based off that conversation from those three men. Okay. Let me ask a question. What constitutes a black person? Because I look at Antonio Hall. He's, he's half Greek, evidently. Mm-hmm. You you got some Irish in you. I mean, I do. You got, I do. Imagine that. You got Native all, American, Irish, and African American. I know. I do. I do. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I mean, you 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 wondered ever now and then whether I had some black in me or not. I mean, right. I, I I don't know. But what constitutes blackness? Because it seems like sometimes the people that seem to be the most mixed race that I've seen tend to mm-hmm. tend to be the ones protesting the loudest. And right. but that's right. not, a, that's not a hard and fast thing, but right. I've always been interested because when I look at you, I don't see black. Right. I don't see, see I, a friend. I just see a friend and, right. and I don't think I don't disagree with interracial marriage. I mean, I don't, you know, some people disagree with it and that's on both sides tom they disagree with it on both sides i know they do no yeah yeah and and i i'm just trying to understand because you know i got people i got a darshan here he he uh is is from india you know that's Mm -hmm. a different race right there or is it like the bible says are they mainly nations where they are people together and they have certain 
uh, genetic um, a different uh, makeup, makeup, yeah. but they are all descended from Adam and Eve, and 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 so sometimes I feel like race is being used to divide us as opposed to bring us together. So that's that's just my deal. Now I don't have the experience you got. I'm just telling you my impression. Um, I'm thinking. Let me. Uh, so what what defines black? So you said in your mind, you know, the ones of a, a, we all have something in us that we don't identify solely. You know what I mean? Like we all have a nationality, something that is in a a big pot of soup that is in our DNA, right? Father from Germany, mothers from Italy or great grandmothers, great grandfathers from Germany, great, great grandmothers from the Philippines. Right. But all of a sudden your, your, your grandmother who was Filipino and German married an African-American man. Yeah. So now you are looked at as coming down the road, your mom married an African-American man. So she has African-American, Filipino, and German in her, but she married another African-American man who has Irish, <laughs> right, yeah. and Native American in him. And then but you got African-American. Society, you got yeah, African-American yeah. people that one guy's dark-skinned, uh, another yeah. one's light-skinned. Light skin. I mean, like, and I mean, light skin looks like a white Caucasian man with a tan. That's it, right? Yeah. But what what blackness comes from is 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 in this very simple is the way society views you in a class. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree That's with you what more. It is. It's the way society views you in a certain level of class. That's what it is. And that's where the pain and the anger comes from because we as a society, not you individually, Tom, not not an individual person, but society as a whole has not got rid of classism. It has not got rid of the idea that we are not just all Americans or we're not just all people. So It's, when hard, a, for, it's hard for me to accept. Yeah. But if you say if you say that it's true because it's you, I'll listen to you. Because I trust, right. I trust you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if you came to me and told me that uh, a black individual said some racist remarks to you, I would believe you because I trust you. I know the person. That's what society doesn't allow us to do is know the person because we can look at a certain race on TV. And how many times as a child have you watched somebody on TV? Black, white, Chinese, Japanese, uh, Spanish. And every time you've seen a person of that nationality, you thought they acted just like the person they've seen on TV. Right. That's because we as society have programmed ourselves that a black man is probably nothing but a thug. That's terrible. A, a, a Latino man is nothing but a drug dealer, murderer, rapist, Right. A and white he, man is nothing and, but a racist. And sometimes and he, he will submit to the way society looks at him and says, okay, society says I'm this way, therefore I can't now, ever be any better. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the tragedy. And that's the, it's, 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 it's catastrophic. And, and, and that right there is the part where we have to separate conversations. When somebody says, if all if, if black lives matter, then why are, why is there black on black crime? Folks, we're talking about two different conversations. 
because in a, you're not supposed to kill anybody if they're black, white, pink, or purple. It's wrong. Right. Just because he has the same skin tone as me doesn't make it even worse. If I kill a white man, it's wrong. If I kill a, a Spanish man, it's wrong. If I kill a black man, it's wrong. We got to get to white and wrong, not black and white. It's uh, white and wrong. I agree. What's right? What's wrong? Yeah. All right. This is where we go ahead. I'm going to jump in, Ellery. We need to take a bottom of the hour break. Uh, so the Bottom of the half hour. Whatever. Anyway, you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Ellery Moore and Tom Dupree. Things are happening. The ongoing battle. Get worse before it gets better. The Chinese communist. Violent criminals. If I'm your president. Children. Our teachers. It's important to keep up. There's so many things happening. Things are happening. What has happened? On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines. Take extra precautions if at higher risk. Wash our hands frequently. Stay six feet from others when we can. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. iHeartRadio's new podcast, Forgotten, Women of Juarez, investigates a series of murdered women that have haunted the U.S.-Mexico border for almost 30 years. The crimes suggest a wider conspiracy. The fact that a lawyer is murdered in such a public way or call it an execution indicates that we're talking about something very big behind these murders. Dive into the mystery and listen to Forgotten Women of Juarez on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is the Kentucky News Network. The ACLU of Kentucky and the NAACP filing a federal lawsuit against the Louisville Metro Police Department and Mayor Greg Fisher claiming officers have used excessive force against protesters on a number of occasions over the last two months. Six people, all who have demonstrated at some point in the Kentucky Alliance Against Racial and Political Oppression, are named as plaintiffs. State Representative Attica Scott is one of them. The complaint alleges that since protests began May 28th in Louisville, as a response to the deaths of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and others, LMPD has consistently violated the First and Fourth Amendment rights of peaceful protesters. Today's report has a high number of cases, 778 new positive cases of COVID-19. Governor Randy Bashir also announcing four more deaths due to COVID-19 and that the positivity rate had dropped to 5.43%. I'm Sean Gallagher. This is the Kentucky News Network. Looking for fast, easy, and secure electronic banking? Community Trust Bank has a wide variety of banking services to meet your needs, including internet banking, bill pay, and mobile banking. We now have even more great services like Apple Pay and Google Pay. Make payments directly from your smartphone. And People Pay, a fast, easy, secure way to send and receive money from your smartphone. Visit us at ctbi.com or stop by one of our 79 branch offices. Community Trust Bank, building communities built on trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tax season is underway, and so are IRS scams. Hi, I'm Rihanna Smith-Hamblin with the Better Business Bureau. Scammers are pretending to be the IRS, saying you owe back taxes, and they're demanding payment over the phone with prepaid debit cards or wire transfer. If you don't comply, the scammer threatens you with fines and an arrest. Another version claims you're getting a tax refund, and scammers ask you for personal information. If you get calls like these, hang up the phone. For more tips, go to BBB.org. It is another booming day across the area. It is not raining all the time on your Saturday, first day of August, by the way, but rounds of showers and thunderstorms will target the area. Some of the storms could be stronger, locally severe with some damaging winds. Any storm that is out there may also produce too much rain that can cause flash flooding. Temperatures outside the storms today, 80 to 85, a leftover shower or thunderstorm on Sunday with temperatures that'll top out upper 70s to low 80s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Bypass Rental Lexington is announcing their grand opening. They're offering 15% off all equipment and tool rentals. Call them at 407-5969 or stop by 1700 Eastland Parkway. Bypass Rental, we are your equipment store with more. A grand in your hand. That would help out a ton. Winner. Amazing. After winner. This will be very helpful. After winner. Definitely keep me going until I hopefully go back to work soon. You could be next. This helps a lot. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up when you're stressed you just don't feel like yourself new natrol relaxia a full line of drug-free supplements to help you manage occasional stress and anxiety a special blend of herbals keeps you feeling calm and balanced throughout the day because when there's less stress there's more you try new natrol relaxia learn more at relaxiamood.com these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
President Trump is fighting back, but he needs to talk directly to America. And that's why millions are tuning into Newsmax TV. Every weeknight, you can watch Greg Kelly tell the truth about Trump. Plus, see Sean Spicer, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Michael Reagan, and more. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV. Find it on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, and more. Or check your cable guide. Newsmax TV is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Watch it today. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Conjure Show for the second half of the hour. Did I get that right this time, Tom? Yes. All right. We've got us uh, with us. We have Ellery Moore and your host, Tom Dupree. Hey, Ellery. Um, do you, let me just talk sports a minute. What do you think about... This NFL bubble. I'm I'm sorry. This NBA bubble. I, I just think it's a bad idea. I don't I don't see how they can secure it and keep everybody happy. They're they're, they're going to be going nuts after a while. That's that's my feeling. Um, when it comes to that, you that's a tough one for me. I think it's crazy that if they have to go through those extreme measures that they're going to continue to have a season. But you clearly have teams who are okay with it. They're, um, they're, they're in, a, in just this isolated environment. What are they, down at Disney World or somewhere? Or? Yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think it can, if COVID happens to get into that bubble, I think it can get really bad. Yeah. So you got to understand these are these are grown men trapped on a deserted island, <laughs> yeah, with a lot of money, and they're not used to being told that they can't do something at this point in their lives. You know, it it it's funny, and and one of the things we're seeing in this downturn, you know, and the businesses going under, and and just a whole lot of upheaval money doesn't there's certain things that money simply can't buy you and you can have all the money in the world you can be uh jeff bezos or bill gates or somebody and right. they may want to use their money for power or whatnot but there, there's things that it just can't can't get for you and uh you know i think i think people are starting to see that and and we have to and that's the we just now noticing that money can't buy everything. Why are we just now noticing that money can never really give you a true sense of peace? It can't give you a true sense of, of love. It can't give you a true sense of friendship. It can't buy any of those things, but we depend on it so much from day to day just to smile. Right. That's so scary that we have gotten to that point. And that's what our society is going. That's when this, this, this virus if it is as violent and as real as the numbers say. When we start chasing money again as a society, when we start chasing the the dollar again as a whole, we might flip this country upside down. (laughs) Because when you tell people that you can put 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 people into a stadium, 
They can share the same ketchup dispenser and mustard dispenser and dig in the same basket with the relish and the salt and the pepper and this deadly virus is as real as they say it is. We could have a big problem. So I like the way the NBA has secluded themselves to at least give people the, the game that they love to watch. Yeah. Right. But how does the NFL do that? Major League Baseball can't do it. Yeah. Hockey can probably get away with it. But two of the biggest sports in America, NFL, Major League Baseball, which is one of the biggest sports in the world, soccer, which is the biggest sport in the world, they have found a way to not have fans in. But COVID has gone through professional soccer, too. Yeah. So it's, I, I just don't understand until we stop chasing money. I don't think we'll ever get a hold of it. Um, but I, you I don't think know. about the people. It isn't just the big high-paid athletes. It's all the peripheral people. Uh, one of the things that that I said uh, on the radio when UK was having a losing season in football. It was actually hurting the economy because not as many people were coming to the games, and therefore your restaurants weren't doing the business. Uh, a, a lot of people that normally relied on that money uh, weren't doing the business. The same thing with the NBA and the NFL and these others. There's so many people, peripheral people, who uh, lose out. Affected by it, yes. But because uh, they are affected by uh, the thing. I want to get but, back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. But don't we always say, we always have slogans, I stand with you, restaurant. I stand with you, bar. I stand with you, this. I stand with you, that. If I'm going to stand with somebody, I'm going to be at that place in a safe environment as much as I can to help that place stay open. Do I need football on the TV to be there? No. I mean, if my, my goal to go there is because I like the owner, I like the bartenders, and I like the way they serve drinks, I can go there without football on the field, football on the TV. I can go, without, go there without basketball on the TV. Yeah, but you, you, you might not be as likely to if, you know. If those games aren't on there. Yeah. 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 But is that right, though? Is the question is, is that right? Yeah, but does anybody – sometimes it's just habit. True that. You know, Absolutely. It's just habit. Sometimes sometimes you got to break those there, Tom. You want things to turn around. Let's get back to what's going on in society. There have been race riots for years, ever since yeah. you and I and, – and they happened – before we were born, they happened back in the 1800s. You know, you had a war fought over it. It wasn't fought initially over that, but it it turned into that. Mm-hmm. And the the wound remains. The wound remains, and how do we heal? the wound and and I'm not asking you to um I I believe I know how it it heals. I think it has has to be healed by God. I think Mm -hmm. God alone can heal us as a nation, 
as um, as people, um, but you know that's not making its way into the conversation. A lot of times, people are striking out in anger, and then you get a whole another group that freeloads onto the 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 pain just- of of the and and they start tearing stuff up. And they're yeah. not even the original protesters, you know, right. and some I of that, leeches. yeah, some of that's been going on. And, and, and so you look say in Portland where, and, and what, what's interesting. And, and I, I took a drive, uh, I've been driving around the neighborhoods, uh, lately and I've seen a lot of black lives matter, um, uh, yard signs in Lexington, Mm -hmm. mainly Mm -hmm. in white neighborhoods. Right. It's interesting because I don't know whether they identify more with the political part of, of black lives matter and, and the, the, the political, um, um, you know, platform or do, do they really care about the human being? Yeah. About the human being. And so to me, you got to separate the, this Black Lives Matter, the the net, the words Black Lives Matter, from the organization and a lot of the people that are tagging onto it and and trying to, you know, do their own thing based on that. And I just wish that the pain, and I'm really, quite frankly. I really mean it towards black males. Those are the ones that I've been friends with. Those are the ones whose heart I care about. You know, I'm not knocking black females and saying they don't have trouble either. But specifically, it seems to me that black males bear the brunt of it, and especially younger ones. And Mm -hmm. um, those are the ones doing so much prison time. Yeah, and you know, um, I don't know. I, I just it upsets me when when I mm-hmm. see what's happening. Right. So I'll start with the idea of Black Lives Matter. So we'll start from the beginning there. I am I'm fairly educated. I'm a fairly smart man. I would say I love to learn. One thing I don't know about is politics. I don't know the difference between a Democrat, a Republican, I don't know a liberal, I don't know a conservative. conservative. I, can, I don't know really what an independent means. I don't know those things. So when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm strictly talking about in situations where a black male or woman has been taken advantage of, murdered, beaten up, embarrassed, mishandled by people that have been put in place to protect and serve. Right. That's what I mean by it. That's what my heart hurts from. When I say black lives matter, I don't know the political side of it. I don't give a, you know what about the political side of it because politics in this country and in our neighborhoods and in our society as a whole has ruined the fabric of it, in my opinion. 
because we don't look at right or wrong. We look at we look at left or right. And that's when that's not how human beings are supposed to look at situations. We're supposed to look at a situation. If that is wrong, it's wrong. If that's right, it's right. It does not matter if it's a Democrat. It does not matter if it's a Republican. It doesn't matter if they're conservative or liberal. It does not matter. It's what they're doing, right or wrong. And that's all that should matter. So when I think about Black Lives Matter, I can care less about anything political that's surrounding it. I am upset that we have put these these officers and not all officers. I know some great officers. I got just like a like a, a white man can say, I got friends that are officers. When they say I got friends that are black people, yeah. I have friends who are officers and I trust them. And I know that they're out here trying to do the best for the neighborhood that they patrol. But I also know my friends have cops around them who are not like them. Right. So you remember the old line from Spider-Man, right? Where great power comes what? Great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. It's very simple. Our law enforcement and our agencies have a great power. And it comes with a level of responsibility that me and you as regular civilians walking down the street don't have to respect individually. As that responsibility that you have, you need to respect that responsibility, accept that responsibility, and handle it at a level that normal people can't. Yep. If you get into a situation and it's anger involved, and it's bad language involved, you as that person who now has that responsibility need to take your human side out of it and remember the oath you took, and that's to protect and serve. You're not the judge. You're not the executioner. You are there to protect and serve. Every citizen in America has a right to what? A trial. They have the right to get in front of a judge. They have the right to have a lawyer. Who are you to stop that right Right. when you're given a responsibility to protect and serve? Are there certain situations where I've seen things happen between police, black people, white people, Asians, and I've watched a lot of videos to where justification is there to where a life, their life was being threatened or their partner's life was being threatened or another citizen's life was being threatened and they had to do what they had to do to protect and serve. Yep. But so many stories, they cross the line because they can't take the human factor out of their responsibilities. Do you think it was because of racism? I don't know. I don't know. I, I some situations when you can hear the dialogue and, and see the energy, yes, it is. Some situation was it just a cop who shouldn't have been a damn cop, a doggone cop. I'm sorry, excuse my language. Shouldn't have never been a cop or still shouldn't have had his badge. That's just a failure in the system on that end. That's a failure in our system on that end. It's tough for you to put a, a, a Caucasian police officer in the middle of the Bronx 
right? The middle of the Bronx. Right. And that Caucasian police officer came from Buffalo, New York, in the suburbs. Yeah. Think about that. How is he going to understand that neighborhood, Tom? He can't. He can't. He can't understand. The only thing he can get before starting to patrol that neighborhood is the negative conversations that he gets from the other officers that he works with. Right. So he goes in with a a preconditioned idea about everybody in that neighborhood possibly being just straight criminals. Let me ask you a question. Have you personally ever felt like you've been racially profiled? By a police officer? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Even in the town of Maslin, where so, I'm I'm in my pictures in bars, um, I'm in the Hall of Fame at the high school, I'm on a radio station, um, I was on a movie here. Uh, yeah. And it's I happened. It, it's happened. And it's happened. And it's happened to me. And it's, it has happened to me. Yes, it has. Um, did I ever feel like I was in fear for my life? No. God, did I ever right. feel totally disrespected? Well, what does that feel like to be <sighs> when, when, when that happens to you? I just want to know what you it feels lose, like. As a man, as a man, you lose your sense of power, control, your masculinity gets snatched away. Um, and you want to react, but he has a, a Glock on his hip that he has a license to, to kill with. Yeah. So is the fact that I'm in a car with a Caucasian woman and we're stopped in a parking lot because we're about to get out and she's looking for something. Um, and I'm just standing outside of the car window, talking to her, maybe laughing. And you decide to pull up and say, ma'am, are you okay? Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Think about that. Ma'am, are you okay? Well, sir, yeah, of course she's fine. This is my girlfriend. We're on a date. We're about to go in here and have dinner. So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the lady. I want to make sure she's okay. Unbelievable. So I shut my mouth. The Caucasian woman starts to get angry and upset. He keeps the same mannerism, very soft tone, not aggressive, not overboard, not trying to break her down and take her power. And as I say, you know what? Let's just leave it alone. Sir, she's fine. Again, sir, I'm not talking to you. Just stay right there. I'm having a conversation with the lady. But her tone is nowhere near my tone of respect. She's cussing. She's mad. She's telling him, yes, I'm okay. Why the H-E double hockey stick? Are you over here? Why are you bothering us? We're not doing anything. And I'm saying, telling her to calm down so we can go to dinner. And he's still telling me, as a black man standing there, calm. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. Ellery, uh, we only got about a minute and a half. And I just want to tell you that I love you. 
and I, I always too, will love you. And I feel bad for what you went through, and I hope it never happens to you again. Yeah, me too. I hope nobody has to face that, Tom. I hope that we all can come together. I hope when we are next to our friend that's been our friends for years and he makes a racist joke or a comment that's not good for people, that we stop that. Yeah. I don't care if I'm black and my black friend says it. I don't care if I'm white and my white friend says it. I don't care. We need to stop it and right then and there. And if your friend who claims to be your friend has an attitude about it and say, oh, man, I don't want to be around you no more. You're too serious. Then we don't need to be around each other anymore. <laughs> We can't That's get too I'm serious. <laughs> we gotta be no, able. You can't get too we, serious. Have, you gotta be able to have fun. Don't get me wrong. And you know but what? You know it comes from a dark place. You need to stop it. Yeah, we can joke about the fact that there is race. We don't have yes. to make it nasty. And nasty and dark. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Ellery, thanks so much for joining us. I feel like we just oh. scratched the surface. We could have gone another hour. And I hope, oh, you'll, I hope you'll join us again. Uh, when oh, you, you guys know that. Yeah. Just call me when you need me. When you have uh, another day off that you decide to go into mm-hmm. the office to, to get a little extra bonus points. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for I you, Ellery. I wasn't Ellery. expecting to do it today. I wasn't expecting, but well, I was you know what? week, and I got real close, and I was like, man, just let me give it a shot. Do what you got to do. Thanks again. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group Studios on Main Street in Lexington. We'll be back for the second hour with a full round table. Stay tuned. What to know? Anarchists terrorizing your cities. Tech companies. Enhanced unemployment. Getting a vaccine. Biden's VP. When you don't know, checking in is how to stay in the know. Provide you with a brief update. News Radio 630. They know better than anybody. WLAP. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400.